This is How to Read. Brief Conversations with Brilliant Minds. How to Read is a series of brief conversations with literary scholars. I'm Milan. And I'm Jess, the producer of How to Read. Today we're talking to Y. Chi Dimmick, a professor of American literature. She's just edited an anthology called American Literature in the World. The book asks questions like, what connects Langston Hughes to Hong Kong, Malcolm X to Mecca, and Syrian merchants to the 9-11 memorial? In today's episode, Y. Chi shows us how to read quintessentially American writers from an international perspective. From this angle, major American concerns like race and money start to look a little different. Moichi Dimmock, welcome. So you've produced a new anthology of American literature, and the title is American Literature in the World. Yes. How does the contents of that anthology explore or include other parts of the planet if it's all American? It doesn't claim to be an an exploration of the cultural history, you know, certainly not political history, Mm. not even the cultural history uh, of other locations on the planet. Mm. Uh, But it really tries to show that those places have input into American literature, which Mm -hmm. I think can be done without fully engaging those places. So, you know, one example would be a short story by Langston Hughes, Something in Common. Um, And it's about a black man and a white man. They're both kind of down and out and they met accidentally in a bar in Hong Kong. Okay. And so it's actually the colonial context of Hong Kong. The fact that the bartender was kind of looking down and checking if they had, you know, the means even just to pay for two drinks. Hmm. Um, And it's in that kind of situation um, that the two of them actually had something in common. And that's what the title Mm -hmm. um, of the story uh, alludes to. But also it brings up the whole colonial context of Hong Kong, you know, Mm -hmm. that this is a place in which um, hierarchy is just conditioned. It's just such a fact of life Mm -hmm. that everyone looks at the world in a hierarchical Mm -hmm. way. Hong Kong continues to be a place where money has the maximum um, Mm -hmm. standing, social standing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, knowing that you were poor would put you in a certain caste, you know, not just in a class system, but put you in a certain caste. Mm. Um, and it's when the two of them, you know, when the two of them get put in the same caste system and being looked down on by a bartender in Hong Kong of all mm. places, the suddenly the possibility of a bond. So this is the way yeah. in which Hong Kong actually has some input into American literature. And it seems also like with American literature, you know, let's say like the theme of money is, yeah. is an important one, yeah. but this is a way of thinking about money, not just as an American thing, but as a global. Ex- abs- absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Would and you like some lemon, by the way. Yes, please. Okay. Also Thank you. Lemon. This is such a treat. So, I mean, you used the word uh, input earlier, like the other parts of the world that have had an input into mm-hmm. American culture, American literary culture. Um, what's the most surprising input you found from elsewhere coming to American literature? Um, well, I, I would say the contribution of of the Middle East actually is quite surprising. And a really good instance is about Malcolm X. So first of all, Malcolm X, um, he became converted to Islam 
and he had his pilgrimage in the Middle East. And so the the selection from the autobiography of Malcolm X is about how eye-opening it was when he made his pilgrimage to um, to Mecca and seen all the other pilgrims and they were black and white and there was no distinction between uh, black and white. And most people think of Malcolm X as somebody who, for whom race would be the kind of the bottom line, right? But as it turns out, uh, when he was in Mecca, race was not the bottom line. In fact, it, it was something, you know, that was kind of, had a kind of momentary um, kind of a traumatic effect on everyone. Um, but it really was, for him, at that point, is more historical than mm. necessary. That under other con- circumstances, such as under the inspiration of Islam, yeah. uh, race could actually be suspended. And so that's mm. so really... Yeah, yeah, it sounds like one of the things you're interested in by having this global perspective is to take some of the sort of most, the the, the most important categories of American culture, like race or like wealth or class, mm-hmm. and think about how they look differently. Like not that they become irrelevant, but that they work in different ways yeah. once you look to other places. Absolutely, they get framed in a different way. Mm. And I think that it's really important to remember that for Malcolm X, actually, you know, at that point in his autobiography, that race is something that we can transcend uh, or that, you know, not, f- not forget. Mm-hmm. but something that we can get beyond so that it's not something that will eternally divide all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important to have that kind of perspective. And that's what thinking outside of the box mm. of American history uh, will do to us. Yeah. So when you're teaching classes on American literature, mm. How are you encouraging students to read differently, or what are new ways that you're encouraging them to read? Yeah, when you're teaching. So I'm this semester. I'm teaching a class called Performing American Literature. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you one example of a text that can be read globally, mm-hmm. which is Teiji Ko's Open City. I mean, it's cheating a little bit, right? You know, because the the Open City is a walk through Manhattan, mm-hmm. and um, so there's one little episode when he's talking about the 9-11 memorial, the site. And he talks about how, talks about the different layers of history that we tend to forget, you know, Mm -hmm. that are actually all there, kind of sedimented on that site. Um, So he talks about the old Washington market uh, where the Syrian merchants, Mm -hmm. this was definitely colonial times, the Syrian merchants were the population so there was a market living. there yes, where the World was, Trade Center ended up being? Yes, it was okay. a Syrian market called the Washington Market. Wow. And he talked about that and then how the destruction of the of the towers, that wasn't the first instance of erasure of history from a site. So the because this class is called Performing American Literature, mm. students are not asked to write standard papers they can do other projects in fact okay. you know they really strongly encouraged to do other projects yeah so there are two students collaborating and they developed this app that would allow them to talk about the different images sites and songs right around the 9-11 memorial so, so yeah. like images from images that space at different, from that space times at different historical times wow. so there would have been slave auction there would have been the Syrian you know for the person doing sound can do Syrian language mm. um, there would have been Native American you know she had Native American languages there so that's kind of funny because a global perspective 
to me sounds very massive yeah but you're also following up very small details absolutely do those two go hand yeah. in hand because i don't think that actually a large scale reading would make the reading really interesting to mm. the reader so you know finally you can have the large large scale global frame but for it to come alive for you mm. you would have to you know you have to start at the very least from a small detail you know mm. such as you know one market exactly or one space that one used to space, be a market yeah and then reconstruct i mean i had no idea until i read Tejikoli there was the syrian market there yeah. you know so i mean i think but once you realize that then i think it's just so easy to take the next step yeah so a kind of bigger question that i have is you said earlier that um with the anthology you weren't sort of aiming to cover the like cultures or political context right. of other yeah. countries so how um how how to get how to, how yeah. much do you need to know about other yeah. parts of the world in order to talk about the inputs that those places have had yeah. on american yeah. culture yeah. so i mean we have enough knowledge you know not to make a lack of knowledge an excuse for not engaging this material i mean we don't need full flash expertise to have a relation to a text. That's a nice note to end on. Waichi Dimmock, thank you very much. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. That was Waichi Dimmock, a professor in the English department at Yale University. That's it for this episode. For links to books mentioned in our discussion, plus further reading, visit our website, howtoreadpodcast.com To hear about our latest episodes and news, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at How to Read Now. How to Read is produced by me, Milan Talunen, and by me, Jess Engebretson. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear. Special thanks to Columbia University for its support, and thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>